0: To the VIP show podcast. This is Jose Estimonio bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know, the VIP show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP show. with your host, Jose Estimonio. I hope everybody's doing amazing in the world out there, all oh, my community of entrepreneurs. I told you folks, you know, we're in the last leg over the year of 2023 that I was going to bring the fire. I was going to bring the top of the top uh, entrepreneurs, spiritual leaders, uh, business owners. And today's guest is no exception. I'm talking about the amazing coach, entrepreneur, spiritual leader, my great friend Yaritza Ferrao, Puerto Rico, stand up, represent. Yaritza, thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs>
1: Puerto Rico in the house. That's thank right. So that's much. right. Thank you. <laughs> Boricua. Thanks so much for having me. para que tú lo sepa, papi. There we go, there
0: we go. You, you know how it goes. I was just in, sure. your, in your beautiful island a couple months doing, a, doing an event um, for a great friend of mine from average to elite. Um, and I actually, when I was in the Obama administration, not, a, not many people know this, but I actually got stationed in Puerto Rico for a few mm. months in Condado uh, when the Zika virus was happening. I, I was sort of in charge uh, in helping communicate between the White House and La Fortaleza um, Mm. and to do many, many interesting things. So, yeah, so I love I love Puerto Rico, um, some of the best food, you know, mofongo, you name it. (laughs) Um, Puerto Rico is amazing. But um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I'm excited about this conversation and everything you got uh, going on. Uh, You are an amazing uh, Latina uh, and a boss lady, as they say. Um, But before we talk about all the beautiful things that you are doing, um, I want to know, I want to go a little bit back. Uh, Who was Yaritza Ferral, the little girl growing up?
1: Great question. The little girl growing up before the age of seven was this bright little star that I remember just people gravitating to and adults loving to have a conversation with. And um, I was just this vivacious little girl. And then when I came to the mainland of the United States, uh, because my first language was Spanish and I didn't know English, um, I came into the middle of the States, which was, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and it was in the middle of Tennessee and imagine a little Puerto Rican girl in the middle of Tennessee, wow. um, you know, not knowing the language was, uh, quite an interesting place to be. And I actually was bullied as a child from ages from there to about 12, um, mm-hmm. because I was different. So the little girl in me actually got depressed and mm-hmm. that light that was so bright actually dimmed very quickly to the point that i was super shy and introverted and wouldn't even look at people in their eyes when speaking to them which is very very different than how you see me now um and the unleashed fashion that i operate in the world and i'm so present with people and look at them straight in their eyes to the point that sometimes they don't even know what to do with themselves because it's (laughs) really present right and um and yeah, so I, I was that, but I was also very curious. And I was also very playful um, as as a child, even though those things were going on. My spirit still remained um, at, with that essence and that heartfelt essence. So I really cared about people. I cared about yeah. the earth. I cared about, like, it was just in me the whole time.
0: No, it, it's it's so interesting. And I think... You know, it, it's so important that, especially between, and I got two little girls, of a four year old and a one year old. Especially between like five and fifteen, um, it, it it's so delicate, right? What we see, you know, we're like little sponges uh, at the time. You know, we always should be sponges, and we should always be in self discovery. But I think, especially that age, um, it really sticks uh, with us. So I think um, it, it's just so important. You know, I, I think us as adults. Now, we have to do a better job in communicating to the kids to make sure to say to them, hey, you can't let anybody dim your light. You can't let anybody uh, bully you. Just because one person thinks something of you doesn't mean you are that, right? That's an opinion. An opinion is not a fact, right? A fact, you have it in your heart, right? So, um, very, very, it, it's important that people know this. And thank you so much for being so, so honest with me totally. and with my, with my listeners from the from the get-go. Post, post that. You grew grew up into an amazing woman. Now, today, you're a coach, you're a spiritual leader, you're an entrepreneur. How do you get into this whole world? uh, What are you going on now?
1: Yeah, I've been an entrepreneur since the age of 19, and it started off in the world of fitness. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I originally just wanted to get in the best shape ever. But that also had to do with the insecurities. Uh, that I grew up with as a child to overcome those insecurities, I thought, well, when I have the body, then, you know, all of my problems will go away. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes we have this idea that when we have the house, when we have the wife, when we have the kids, when we have the car, when we have the money, that we're going to be happy. And this is very similar to even the body. When I have the body, I'm going to happy. Um, And I got onto a spiritual journey because of that, because I quickly learned after having the body that I was as miserable as ever. And probably more so because now what happens is now you have an attachment to the body being your identity, and people validating your self-worth because of it. Similarly, when you have the money or when you have the cars or when you Mm -hmm. have the job, Mm -hmm. you're being validated by other people that you are worthy because of that. And now you cling on for your dear life at the expense of your authenticity, at the expense of who you really are as a human being. So that then led to, you know, Working with a lot of people and really getting to know their hearts, and you know, in the world of fitness and health, I started to do it differently as well because weight loss is not was not just about exercise; it was really about the human mind and the spirit and the psyche. And mm-hmm. when we have, uh, when we create a lot of pressure around weight loss, for instance, um, and have a specific number, what that does is create more density. And it also creates a level of rebellion that we want to have. When your parents tell you, no, don't do that, what do you want to do? You want to go do it. Mm -hmm. So if you tell yourself, don't eat that, restrict there, avoid that, your rebellious part, the rebellious part of you wants to be that, you know, mess it all up. I'm going to do whatever Mm -hmm. I want. Mm -hmm. So it actually makes it harder. So what I help people do was really get into alignment with uh, the way that they really wanted to show up in the world and doing it from a place of nourishment, doing a place from of self-love, not punishment, restriction, or extreme. And people really changed their bodies through the the ways that they thought about themselves. And the way that they did it with more ease and grace versus like this hardcore Mm -hmm. have to hit the gym, you know, got to get on that treadmill. It was done in, in way more easeful ways. And that's how then it led into my own um, unleashing of myself, where I kind of felt boxed in the fitness world. Personally, I knew that there was more to me than doing what I was doing and nothing wrong with what I was doing. It's just, there was more aliveness that wanted to come through. And there's a lot of discipline. There's a lot of structures and mm-hmm. systems within the world of fitness. And internally, my soul just wanted to dance. And I wanted to express that because of also the upbringing that I had, which was more conservative, um you know, parents had the background of uh, Catholicism and Mm -hmm. spiritual, you know, religious dogma and authoritative parents as well, which means that, you know, it's their way or it's wrong. Um, That also doesn't let a, a person or a child grow up to be who they are authentically. So I had to break through a lot of those programs and it just got to a point inside of me that I had felt like, my soul really wanted to dance explicitly. Mm-hmm. And instead of it being too much or too sexy or too wild or too weird, I just let it rip. I just let it happen. And uh, and in that moment when it occurred, it just broke through and shattered everything that I could have thought that I was doing wrong or being bad. And from that moment forward, there was a lot of freedom that I got to experience. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I was here to spark people into their fullest, most authentic, truthful self-expression that allows us to actually create unity in the world. Mm -hmm. And the reason Mm -hmm. for that is because when we stop judging ourselves, we come into unity with ourself, you know, within us. And so if we're united within us, that means that we're united without us. That means totally. that you're not judging other people for being who they are, because anytime we put projections or judge other people, mm-hmm. it's just the part of ourselves that we have yet to accept.
0: Yeah, it's insecurities. It, it, it's many, many, many things. And and one thing that I, you know, you, you said this at the beginning of your answer. And thank you so much for, for elaborating and explaining and really going deep in such a short amount of time especially today with social media and, and the digital age and the computers and so many screens and kids from a very little age are already using iPads and all this type of stuff. And, and it's harder or, or, or it's more challenging to connect with nature and connect with oneself. Um, how do you battle? Um, Cause even today that you're even much more elevated than maybe you were when you were 18 or 15 or, or 20 or whatever. Sure. How do you battle with that voice in your head that says you're not good enough and you should be doing other things. And what are you doing? And all that type of stuff. I mean, do you still battle with that? And if you do, or you did, how do you overcome it?
1: Yeah, I, I don't battle with that now. um, Because I'm living my truth. So there's no competition when you're living your truth because it's a collaboration. It's a, it's a synergy that actually gets to happen because nobody can be you. That's the bottom line. That's you know, right. we can all do similar things, and we can have similar businesses, similar creations, but nobody is going to do it like you because you have a very particular uh, essence, body, way of being, mm-hmm. and yeah. ideas and and imagination that there's no um, there's no duplicate of that, and so I really stay focused on just being who I am. And so if I'm there, I don't need to look for external validation of if I'm doing it right or not. Um, Where that used to be the case, uh, maybe when I had some insecurities or I wasn't being fully myself, Mm -hmm. that's when you start to compare yourself with other people, in my opinion. Um, And, you know, like nowadays, I I really teach um, people to give themselves the permission To be themselves in, in the way that they really want to show up in the world and all of the, the things that would inhibit somebody from showing up in a certain way Mm -hmm. that stops happening naturally. And it is a process, right? Like when we reach one metric there's something else there. There's and a new level, it's, there's it's, it's a new a level graduation. to the to the game. Yeah. There's, a, there's always it's an ongoing journey. You know, this is not like an end game, right? Totally. This is your this is the movie that you're creating. I mean, it's not like you yeah. show up to the movie theater and you watch the end of the movie. No, it's like an elaborate yeah. storytelling. And so it's kind of like, well, if you are creating this movie because you are the creator of your life and co-creator totally. of your life, mm-hmm. How would you want to really truly show up in the world? What do you desire truly? And start dreaming that up because it's accessible.
0: Dreaming that up. Let me let me let me let me let me, let me follow up on dreaming that up. And you said it's mm-hmm. accessible. Uh, do you believe in manifestation? Do you believe in yes. the law of attraction? How yes. so? How can how can someone manifest the life of their dreams?
1: Oh my goodness. I've manifested so many things in my life that are ridiculous that you're like, how, why, you know, including, let's say, for instance, I wrote a post on the lover that I wanted in my life. And I described it to the T, to, to everything that I could have ever asked, like, And when I wrote it down, I wrote it, and this is what I share with people, do it in a way as if you're already there. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it with such passion and belief that I wrote, dear lover, thank you so much for writing me poetry, singing me songs, and texting me in ways that I know that you're so interested in me. Thank you so much for showing up when shit hits the fan and you still are there. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sitting in the fire with me and having these conversations that can be hard, but because you love me, you're there with me to work it through, right? Like all the way to the end. Thank you so much for opening my heart that much more. And when I wrote that, my, my lover showed up three days later Wow! and we're still together wow. to this day that happened a year and three months ago. Wow. And that's just one example, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's the example of Unleash, which is the my my latest creation, that's mm-hmm. um, a movement that was born out of me following my highest excitement and leaning into my fears. Those are the two principles to be your most authentic self. And what I had written down just prior to that was, mm-hmm. I am surrounded by artists, creatives, uh, world game changers, Sexually liberated people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I wrote that down, within two weeks, all these people started showing up. And I and I want to uh kind of digress a little bit on that mm-hmm. because what the life that I was living before was still somewhat traditional. Mm-hmm. It was, I was a trainer, I got I was married, I did did the mundane, disciplined, Mm -hmm. routine life where you get Mm -hmm. home, your husband comes home, you cook dinner together, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. whole thing. But it felt like a rinse cycle repeat. And -hmm. there was a lack of passion. There was a lack of, just because we were also, I was also playing at that time, a more masculine role, Mm -hmm. which didn't Mm -hmm. create the polarity that would truly allow the couple to succeed, Um, especially Mm. me being a woman, right? It causes a state of depletion for a woman if she's having to play the role of a man. So when I got divorced, um, that I just in in a few weeks just decided to write out what I really wanted my life to look like. Mm -hmm. My life now, I am surrounded by artists Creatives. By the people you that's, manifested, by the by, people you wrote down. By the people I wrote down, but the environment, I live in a world mm-hmm. where that's actually all I'm surrounded with all the time outside mm-hmm. of my events. This is actually my life. So there is no separation between my work, mm-hmm. my life, my relationships. It's all in one. I know that sometimes we compartmentalize in life. And we we have this section over here for these friends, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. have. The family over here, and they're not involved in some of the things over here um, because you are, you have many different facets of you, but the way that I've designed my life is that I can be authentic in all of those realms, that I can be myself in all of those realms, inclusive with my family who didn't necessarily approve or understand the work that I began to do five years ago with, you know, dancing the way that I did and showing up to do these events of liberation and it took them four years to accept what i was doing in the world because they had specific programs that that they were fed since they were young that you should had. be that
0: you should be this certain that way, should be this way. way
1: and this is how you're inspiring and this is how you're not inspiring this is how you should dance and this is how you shouldn't dance this is who you should be with and this is who you shouldn't be with yeah. um and, and, and it's
0: tough because sometimes and, and sorry to interrupt but i think yeah. sometimes it's your own parents or your own closest family that tell you that you're doing it wrong. But basically they're telling you don't be your authentic self. Right. Yeah. Um, And mm-hmm. we as human beings, we have to sort of like be mature enough or just elevated enough to put a stop to it. Even if it's our own family, not even in a, in a hurtful way or a violent way, just kind right. of, you know, saying, Hey, this is who I am and I gotta sort of live my own truth.
1: Right. You gotta create the boundaries. You gotta create the yeah. boundaries in your life in order to really live your truth. And specifically in Latino families where there it's we're very familiar, right? Yeah. We we are family oriented and that's ingrained in us to um, you know, it's your blood and to not mess that up or not totally. betray the family. Um, And so I understand that from deep level, the programming being Puerto Rican and um, and the the, still the pattern interrupt, if you will, that Mm -hmm. I've had to do so that I could be free and my children that I will have in the future can be free and simultaneously liberating my my family from those constructs, because in accepting and loving me there's parts of themselves that they've opened up to that they didn't before. So they're actually more mm-hmm. liberated in the ways that they walk through life. Now I've been dating a woman, um, also. And so that's been, you know, a thing that they just found out about two years ago. Um, but it took me 15 years to tell my mom that I also was interested in women mm-hmm. and I'm interested in, in both, but this was certainly something that I felt, I needed divine timing in order to tell her, right? So there was some patience around that. I don't have any oh. regrets. I, I don't have around saying it sooner. Uh-huh. It, I knew that there's only a certain capacity sometimes that people have. Mm-hmm. And I knew that my parents were going through a lot and I didn't want to disturb their peace more than whatever was going on for them. So it mm-hmm. took me some time until I actually was in a serious woman to woman relationship that I felt like, okay, now is the time for me to actually share about that. And, and, you know, they've accepted me, but the, also the reason that I didn't tell them earlier was because my brother had come out as gay and they didn't accept him for about like three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew that so if that I sort of gave him,
0: you uh, like a warning or like, Oh, you to act the same way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but, but at the time I told them, they were already accepting of that and love my brother and his partners. And so I was coming into something that the, the way was already paved, primed for mm-hmm. me to a certain degree.
0: So, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so interesting. And I may, I may, I I mean, just everything you've been able to just learn, right. Not even over, I mean, overcome, but you just sort of learn, you know, you, everybody's got their own lessons in their own life, right. Life is almost so- almost like a roller coaster. I think entrepreneurship sometimes can be like a roller coaster. But the sooner you understand what's your mission, you know, and people call it different things, you know, whether the Japanese thing they call it ikigai, and some other folks call it different things. So everybody's got to find sort of what is that thing that I love that lights me up, right, and, and makes me sort of go to the next, go to the next level. Before I let let you go, um, Yarita, um, if people want to work with you, uh, maybe talk to me about some of the events that you got coming up, and people keep people can find you as well in, in, on, sure. on on IG and somewhere else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my IG is Unleash Movement mm-hmm. and that's an that's Unleash without an ED. It's all together Unleash Movement. Um wow. you can also find my personal page at Coach Yari which is Coach Y A R I. Mm-hmm. Um and a, what's coming up next is a real-time live event that around 250 people from all over the world come into a 3-day Shamanic journey that's substance free completely. Mm -hmm. And we actually go in there to dance, to play, to create, to find our soul again, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. To connect back into that childlike wonder. That we knew, and a lot of times work has just plagued us with so much responsibility that we have forgotten. But this is the thing that inspires your work. This is the thing that activates your soul to have a better relationship with your partner. So this is the type of event that is transformative. Um, mm. You know, the, the transformations I could go on all day about when what it happens.
0: when is when is it and an where is it.
1: Sure. It's Grass Valley, California. It's a place called Heartland Collective happening November 3rd through the 5th. And you can find out more details on my website, unleash-movement.com. And the theme of this one is wonder, which is curiosity, Mm -hmm. awe, inspiration, artistry, sparkles, bubbles, Alice in Wonderland meets Willy Wonka, you know,
0: <laughs> I love it. sounds sounds like a fun time. I love it. I love it. It, it, sounds it, like is, a, it
1: is. Thank you. A lot
0: you. of self discovery and, it, and it's
1: multi-generational, actually. You know, I have mm-hmm. sometimes 20 to like 65, 70.
0: Um, I love it. and
1: so it's really beautiful. And a lot of entrepreneurs actually end up coming to unleash because what they're trying to find is their dharmic work, meaning their what their true life's purpose is, mm-hmm. so they can do their work. Whether they switch careers or infuse more passion into their work,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so so very important in, in this day and age. I think there's so much things that attack us and, and sort of you know make us not not be aligned with with the present moment. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the VIP show. I'm your host Josey Simonio. If you have not subscribed, make sure to do so. We're on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, We got got the amazing Daritza Ferrao, a coach, spiritual leader, entrepreneur. Daritza, my friend, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart uh, for coming on the show. That was an amazing journey uh, (laughs) in its own way. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Jose. Thank you for what you're doing as well and, and bringing so much light to so many people through your podcast.
0: Thank you so much.